In Alabama Ag and Review for the week of May 17th, with environmental issues on the top of everyone's agenda, we'll start off this week with a report on EPA and the Clean Air Act. Well, nearly 50 agricultural groups have sent a letter to Senate members urging them to adopt Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski's resolution that would prevent the EPA from regulating greenhouse gases under the Clean Air Act. Rick Krause with the American Farm Bureau Federation says that the letter notes that according to EPA's own estimates, full implementation would cost farmers more than $866 million just for obtaining permits for farms and livestock operations. The EPA would be regulating about 90% of the total livestock production in the United States. Those producers would be required to get permits as a condition to continue operating. So for the very first time, the Clean Air Act would really be applied directly to agriculture and it would be applied very heavily with some very significant economic impacts as a result. Klaus also notes that the impact would reach beyond agriculture as it would require greenhouse gas permits for renovations. This would include things like greenhouses that use electricity for heating. It would include things like poultry houses. Uh, It would include things like dairy barns would have to get these permits. But it would also include things like, like churches, hospitals, and schools. And even large homes would, would have to get permits if they wanted to do any kind of modification. So these regulations are really going to creep in and, and really kind of pervade all of the economy. Krauss has that at this point, Congress is the only one who can stop the rolling ball, the pending EPA regulations that will go into effect January 2nd, 2011. We have always said that we prefer to have legislation to address the issues of greenhouse gases because they're so important and so pervasive to agriculture and everybody that that should be done by elected officials who are accountable rather than through bureaucrats. And as we turn our attention to livestock news, Randall Wiseman has this report on Animal ID. As most in livestock production know, USDA has scrapped the National Animal Identification System and is currently working on a new system that will be administered by individual states and tribal nations. Dr. Tony Frazier, Alabama State Veterinarian, said while the directions may change, the overall idea is the same with the upcoming new system, which will now be called Animal Disease Traceability. But it still should build on the same foundation of premises registration. That means, uh, again, getting your... um, uh, your farm location to your state veterinarian. Now, this new direction, all of that is going to be maintained and housed by the state veterinarian. It's not that the federal folks are not going to have much to do with it, if any. So the foundation is still, we want to emphasize, register your premises with a state veterinarian. Then we will get to the specific animal identifier. That's going to be up to the state veterinarian, too. And then the state veterinarian will put the two together with some traceability database. That's pretty much it. But Dr. Frazier said for the time being, everybody is waiting to find out how this new system will actually work. This national working group has been put together. There's going to be a proposed rule change. And so we're just kind of waiting a a little while to see what's going to be the product of this national working group. That's state veterinarians and tribal members. So we're just waiting on that proposed rule. Right now, I think the thing to emphasize is just continue to register your premises with your state veterinarian. We think that is the major foundation of any of these traceability ideas. Dr. Frazier said once the final details are available, they'll be working to inform livestock producers across the state about the system. 
But first, more meetings concerning the animal disease traceability system will be scheduled, so information concerning those is available through the APHIS website. To learn more, log on to our site at southeastagnet.com. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Griner on his take on the devastating oil spill in the Gulf. Of course, that oil problem in the Gulf of Mexico will impact a lot more than vacationers and wildlife. While both are vital to the area's economy, look what it's doing to the seafood business. But look a little deeper now. Well over half the grain produced by farmers in our grain-growing region of this country is exported through Gulf Coast ports. This catastrophe won't stop it, but it will slow it down and make it a lot more costly. You know what that means. But more directly, the seafood industry. Not only will aquaculture be hammered, but economic forecasters are already warning for higher prices for the fish, oysters, shrimp, and other seafood harvested from these Gulf waters. That impacts all of us. Most Americans still don't realize how important that Gulf Coast region is to American agriculture and aquaculture. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.